Hello. Today is July 9th, 2020. This is the Librarian's Almanac. On this day in 1764, Anne Radcliffe is born in Holborn, in the West End of London. She becomes known as England's mother of Gothic fiction. And while she's relatively unknown today, her influence lives on in many other works, including a parody. It was meant to play with classic Gothic tropes that Radcliffe made famous. That parody is Jane Austen's Northanger Abbey. Many modern readers might not appreciate that Austen's work is a parody at the first reading. However, one signal that it is a parody is Austen's purposefully liberal use of metonymies. Now, a metonymy is a figure of speech. It's specifically one that replaces the name of a thing with the name of something else with which it's closely associated. That being said, a metonymy cannot actually be the thing itself, or even a part of it. We actually use metonymies every day in colloquial English. For example, we might say something like, the pen is mightier than the sword. Now, we know the phrase isn't actually referring to a literal pen, but it's referencing words written by a pen. It also isn't actually referring to a sword. Sword is actually a reference to military force or violence. In the context of Gothic literature, metonymy can be used to bring gloom and foreboding to harmless things. The wind can howl or sigh. It reminds the reader of broken feelings, despair. Rain can blow and rap upon the windows. It may vaguely recall some thought of an aggressive force that's trying to get into the plot right now. These are meant to develop depth and meaning to otherwise coincidental incidences. After all, rain and wind are just weather. Here's one paragraph from Northanger Abbey which Jane Austen saturates her writing with such gothic metonymy. The night was stormy. The wind had been rising at intervals the whole afternoon. And by the time the party broke up, it blew and rained violently. Catherine, as she crossed the hall, listened to the tempest with sensations of awe. And when she heard it rage round a corner of the ancient building and close with a sudden fury a distant door, felt, for the first time, she was really in an abbey. Yes, these were characteristic sounds. They brought to her recollection a countless variety of dreadful situations and horrid scenes, which such buildings had witnessed, and such storms ushered in. And most heartily did she rejoice in the happier circumstances attending her entrance within walls so solemn. She had nothing to dread from midnight assassins or drunken gallants. 
Henry had certainly only been in jest in what he had told her that morning. In a house so furnished and so guarded, she could have nothing to explore or to suffer. Might go to her bedroom as securely as if she had been in her own chamber at Fullerton. Thus wisely fortifying her mind, as she proceeded upstairs, she was enabled, especially on perceiving that Miss Tinley slept only two doors from her, to enter her room with a tolerably stout heart, and her spirits were immediately assisted by the cheerful blaze of a wood fire. Feel free to shoot me an email if you'd like notes or sources related to today's episode. Please be sure to rate and or review this podcast on the platform you found it on. My name is Liz. You've been listening to The Librarian's Almanac, written and created by me. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Jeff's like, that's bad. You're calling metonymy monotony. There is a difference. Thank you, Jeff. Are you done, Jeff? No. No. <laughs>